Welcome to the Deep Light Podcast from Park City's Presbyterian Church. This is a space for community, healing, hope, and education around topics of rescue and growth. Our prayer for this series is that it illuminates a deeper understanding of struggles within and around us, as well as God's profound love and redemptive light in Jesus Christ. Hi, I want to welcome everyone to our latest episode of Deep Light. My name is Mark Davis. I serve as one of the pastors of Park City's Presbyterian Church. And over the last several weeks, we've had the great privilege of engaging in conversations with members and friends of our church, specifically about relationships. And today, I'm going to be interviewing four women in our church who have walked life together a long time in a small group, in a prayer group. And small groups are a huge part of what life in Christ really is all about. The encouragement that we receive from being in relationship, the challenges, the hope, um, just so much sustained as we walk on this journey together. So I think you'll be deeply encouraged by what you hear. If you yourself are finding yourself lonely or in need of friendship or you have questions, please um, listen and then reach out. Reach out to us as a church or a church that you know that proclaims Christ because we would love to come alongside you. Um, At the end of the podcast, I'll share with you how you can connect with us. So I'm going to start by asking you all to introduce yourselves. If you're listening to this, I'm starting to my right, and I'm going to ask Laura Newhoff just to introduce herself, and each of you say your name, and then tell us how long you've been at PCPC, and then we'll continue the conversation in terms of how you guys got to know one another, et cetera. So Flora, I'll start with you. I'm Flora Newhoff, and I'm married to Tom Newhoff, and we have six children, um, that are from age 28 to 15. Mm-hmm. And um, we, I got married and moved to Dallas in 1991 and started coming to the church probably about a year later and then joined the church in 1993. Okay. 91, what is your anniversary? What day? June the 15th. Okay. So Christine and I got married May 1991, May 18th. So almost the same time. All right. Next. Um, Stephanie Briggs. And I'm married to T.D. Briggs, and we have four children um, from of Michelle, 30, um, Davis, who just turned 29, Haley, who's um, 26, and then our baby, 20, he'll always be the baby, um, uh-huh. shouldn't say that, um, <laughs> 20, he just turned 25, um, and... T.D. and I grew up in Dallas, and um, how long have you been PCPC? We, um, Michelle's um, birth is the birth of our church, May 17th, 1991, so um, been here 30 years, so um, that's amazing, that's that's literally the same weekend I got married, so Mm. um, the church and our anniversary are the same time. I wasn't thinking about you all back then. Um, <laughs> didn't even know about you, but anyway, mm-hmm. excited. All right, let's keep going. My name is Michelle Scudder, and I'm married to Mark, and we have three children. Um, Andrew's t- 30, and Stephanie is 28, and Meredith is 26. And we have lived in Dallas and gone to PCPC for about 30 years. So almost from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right, and Michelle and I are sisters. You are. No, I knew that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do find out sometimes people are really like, I didn't know, I didn't know but I knew that about you all. 
Eugenia. And I'm Eugenia Fersing, and I'm married to David Fersing, and we have three children, three girls, Allie, Brittany, and Maggie. Allie and Brittany are twins. They are 29. Maggie is 25. All three are married, and we have two grandbaby boys. And we've been to the church since the beginning it mm -hmm. started. It started at the high school. So Christine and I, we have five children. I don't always say that, but I think a lot of people might know that. And um, our oldest two daughters got married in the last two years. Our oldest is pregnant, so we were talking about that earlier. Um, but many of your husbands, at the very beginning when we moved here in 2003, were part of the Indian Princess group that um, I started with, which was so fun. Tom and David, for sure. And um, to think about the significance of relationships, when we first got here, we could see it all over this mm -hmm. church and all over the community. Um, Christina was involved with some of you and what was that called? Creative Homemakers. I think that was something we'd never heard of. And all of a sudden that was starting at PCPC or been going on. And just this incredible foundation of relationships that were long lasting. When we started this series on friendships, we were encouraged to interview the four of you because of how long you've been together. And when you think about the duration of time, it's not just, that's rare in and of itself, but all the life that you've lived, all the prayers that you've prayed, all the love that you've shown for one another is really powerful and compelling. So I, would, I don't know who should start, but I'd love to ask you, how did the group start? Like, how did you all get connected? What was it that put you in that place where we're gonna begin to meet? Who wants to go? Yes. So um, it really started with mothers just wanting to pray for their children on a regular basis. And there was a cluster of us that knew each other. And so each one of us just reached out to one or two friends and invited them to come pray for their children regularly. And we were like-minded. And um, so we we uh, ended up with about 11 mm -hmm. of us, and we um, weren't the same age. We were different ages, but our age and stage of our children was the, was the like, same. pretty much the same, mm -hmm. if not, you know, just right there in the same ages. And so we also were had in common that we were part of Park City's Presbyterian Church David Gowdy's Sunday school class. Mm -hmm. So we had that in common as well. And so we didn't have, a, didn't have a leader. We didn't have a plan, but God always does. Yeah. And in Matthew eighteen twenty, it says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with you. And he just met us where we were. We just had that desire to pray and to be committed to it. And so it started, um, we started once a week, mm -hmm. and we, it looked like we were playing in the backyard, and then we'd come inside, the babies would be, all, there would be pack and plays all over the house, uh -huh. and we would pray, and we called it Play and Pray. Mm -hmm. And then we had babysitters that would be outside playing with the kids, and we would pray. Then we had nighttime, bedtime, we would say, Good night to our children. Our husbands would be there, and we'd meet at a house and pray. So we were always adjusting to whatever stage we were in. We were just um, being flexible, and if something stopped working, we'd try something else. And if something stopped working, we'd try something else. 
and um, hasn't been perfectly every week at all. And um, but it, the Lord um, definitely put us together, and we uh, have been doing this for 28 years, or been meeting and gathering and living life. And I can honestly say, it's been the biggest like blessing to me to have walked alongside and to live life with these women just amazing i picked up on this um the the two words that stuck out were adjustment and flexibility Mm -hmm. because i think about how busy young moms are Mm -hmm. um, people in general but especially young moms and then it changes i mean everything changes and so often in those moments when an adjustment or flexibility needs to be present that's when things just kind of fall apart People stop mm-hmm. meeting. Even a small group we're in right now, it meets on Tuesday nights. Okay, now we have seven on seven. It's on Tuesday nights. We've got to adjust. We've got to mm-hmm. flex because the significance of being together is so important. Yet it's at those moments when a lot of times small groups just will dissolve and maybe never get picked up again. So I love that for 28 mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. that's been something that has had to be a reality, but you adjusted. And I think that's an encouragement for other groups. When you first gathered, you said you didn't have a plan, which I think is also great because God, as you said, always does. So when you first gathered, instead of thinking about the group for a minute, think about what you were feeling as a young mom. What questions did you have? How were you feeling emotionally, physically, relationally, spiritually? What were some of the needs that you were experiencing in that moment, if you can remember, that made you say, I really need prayer. I really need to be with some other women. For me, I was um, young in my faith, and I was younger than um, these ladies, and a little, just a little bit. And they had had their children, and so I looked up to them and received so much advice and encouragement. And um, I, I watched them and their involvement in the church hallways and the nurseries, and um, wh- what they were doing with schools, and um, so. They were kind of like mentors to me in the faith. Yeah. Did you all know that Flora was watching you? Um, I think that's substantial. Not at all. So often well. we really are. We're looking around at we how is she, yeah, she doing? I know. I know. I was about to say. I was waiting for somebody to say we that. Get, we get so much out of each yeah. other. I feel like each one of us has different weaknesses and strengths. She's the most humble mm-hmm. of all of us. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like each one of us, I mean, I, we get so much out of her just as much as you know we are looking to her i mean she's one of my biggest role models yeah part of the freedom that we have in christ is being able to admit Mm -hmm. that we have weaknesses Mm -hmm. we have limitations however we live in a community that doesn't want to reveal weakness Mm -hmm. it seems like it's weak because it is but part of the gospel is that's where the power is my power is made perfect in weakness and to be in a safe place where you can actually mm-hmm. say I'm really struggling with this I see the way you love your child or you love your husband I'm struggling with that it's not the same for me or my child's not responding to this the way your child is help does that make sense mm-hmm. I mean there's so much comparison right so to be in a relationship or relationships with people where you can say help me is really really critical and I love that that's really something that seemed to have been nurtured very quickly what do you think fostered that what fostered that safe space to be able to talk about things and say, I need help. Well, I think um, 
it was a safe place. I think we were talking about it, and I feel like um, we loved each other where we were, um, and I feel like we um, listened. You know, we were heard. I feel like every time um, that it create. I mean, we didn't talk about anything else. I mean, I feel like we were centered on Christ whenever we came in. We were, um, we had that common bond that um, that I feel like that's where the safe place was. We were mm-hmm. all vulnerable. We were all. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. but it, like, but it took years, I think, right, to grow right. into the depth. Right. At the beginning, we were just young moms, just trying to right. get the babies Survive. fed yes. and on some kind of a schedule if you right. wanted to. I mean, you know, just living day to day, being a mommy, right. and then over time, the depth right. of our friendship and transparency has mm-hmm. just gotten deeper and deeper. Could you have ever imagined? When no. you started, where it would go? No. Like this many years Just, later, you'd right, be sitting around the table right. talking to a pastor. Yeah. Right. Know, like this. Yeah. But I, I think that. it came. You know, we were just committed. Like mm-hmm. you know, we were. There was never. You know, because it was so much more than just meeting. I felt like we were living life together. Mm-hmm. You know, we were with our. I mean, with our kids, we were doing. Um, like we were saying, Christmas pageants. We were serving together. We were bringing meals together, we were getting pregnant together, we were having babies together, you know, we were just living life together, we were being invested in each other, we weren't just meeting and praying together, you know, it was more of a, um, you know, what we were called to do is love each other, and so it was more than, um, and I think at first, I was thinking about it, and at first, I think we went into it thinking, you know, I would, you know, I need prayer for my children mm-hmm. to sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and I was, I need prayer for me. I need mm-hmm. prayer for my children. And now I feel like, what can I pray for you for? Yeah. You know, it's kind of evolved to where we need, you know, what can we be praying mm-hmm. for each other for? Where I think at first we just, can we just get there? You know, we just are just like mm-hmm. exhausted. And I remember Michelle saying, um, the other day it was like I just was so weary and then I came away from us meeting Mm. and was so revived and Mm. refreshed Mm. and it made us just you know because the Lord met us there yeah and that's what we needed you quoted Matthew earlier you know where two or three gather my name Mm -hmm. Uh, there I think it was you Michelle and you think about that language uh, you came in in some ways desperate you know the yeah. desperation of I'm exhausted because my child's not sleeping, and we we know we knew that. Um, the desperation of, um, you know, I can't get time alone, or my life changed so much. Even the way I used to spend time with the Lord, that's no longer possible, right. etc. But over time, that desperation, which is met in Christ, met in Christ mm-hmm. in one another, leads to that depth, Laura, that you were talking about. What were some of the things? Um, and you don't have to be specific to your child at all, but what were some of the things that you you remember saying, this is what I needed prayer for, or we needed prayer for? These are the kinds of things we prayed for. And I think a lot of people probably can imagine what that is, but I think it's good, because what we want is people who listen to this and watch this to realize, oh, I'm not alone. You know, I have those mm-hmm. feelings, I have that struggle. That's why we're doing this. We want people to really understand that there is 
real hope in Christ and in that abiding relationship, which is what you all are talking about. So what were some of the things you remember praying for specifically? They're looking at me. (laughs) (laughs) That's you, You know, honestly, we started so kind of like we were saying, like sleep, how to parent, how to do that. And as Flora just very eloquently said, it grew into marriage issues, um, cancer, um, deliberating, you know, or degenerate diseases. I mean, we've had all kinds of struggles. Mm -hmm. But through those struggles, we have grown tremendously. It's been in the dark places that we have really bonded even closer and have been knitted together so much closer. And we can't imagine not having one another. And, you know, the funny thing is it started out from like, you know, we would call each other and then it went to emails and then, you know, and then, you know, phone chains and now we're text chains. And so Mm -hmm. it's been very, we've had a lot of specific prayer requests answered. Mm -hmm. Some we don't really necessarily want to share, and sure. some just at, in protection for those people. But they've been huge, or they've been little bitty. Mm-hmm. A lot of protection over children mm-hmm. traveling, of you know missionary children, mm-hmm. of you know babies having operations, of marriages succeeding or not succeeding. Mm-hmm. You know, just a lot of things like that. Mm-hmm. That only we know that Christ was in the middle of that. That. And I think the sweetness, just hearing them again, too, is just that there was no dumb prayer request. There was nothing that we couldn't come to each other with mm-hmm. and say, this is where I am. Yeah. And nothing was ever shared outside of our little group. So. Which maintains the safety. Right. Confidentiality was huge. The women so with. trust each other. Mm-hmm. We knew it wasn't going to be repeated, and mm-hmm. it was safe to share. Which is really, I think, sometimes, unfortunately rare you know that it it doesn't stay in the close-knit reality that it should i really want to continue talking about and eugenia you didn't use this word but it's what you were talking about it's suffering mm-hmm. a lot of times people um tend to think that um you know if i know god i, I shouldn't suffer you know but god never promised um he never even promised to deliver us from the pain in fact he said we would have pain but he said he would promise to deliver himself to us. And that abiding relationship with Jesus where we're in Christ is what is so powerful. You know, and whoever wrote the book of Hebrews, it was, we know it was a sermon. So the preacher of that book said in chapter 10, let us not give up meeting as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And that was proclaimed, preached in the midst of, of real persecution and the promise of more persecution coming. So suffering is a reality for all humanity, um, even for those who are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And to suffer though alone or in isolation is a very, very sad place to be, even as a believer. But when you have others who are going to suffer with you, um, it makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. How did you all experience that? Not with a specific suffering necessarily, but just how did you experience knowing that my dear sister's know this and they're walking with me through it well i'd like to say even to be clearly honest sometimes the suffering or the hard was so hard Mm -hmm. that we would maybe have a tendency not to even share it Mm -hmm. when we came together Mm -hmm. and maybe it was something that was just between the spouses Mm -hmm. but we knew you kind of know when one is suffering and you keep that person in your prayers and sometimes eventually it does 
the suffering will come out and share even amongst us. But then sometimes it it's just too too hard to go there mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, so mm-hmm. we have we we have truly though carried one another and and um, each other's burdens, even when we haven't been able to verbally go there all the time. But you could tell. Oh, yes. you knew. Because you love one another so much. It's like something's there. You knew. That's healthy, though. And I, and I think sometimes we can treat prayer groups um, like an event. Like, okay, this is our event. Check the box. Mm-hmm. I did that. Move mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And that's not at all what it's about. Worship's not like that. Nothing in the Christian life's like that. It's, it's not plugging into Jesus and the Holy Spirit for a little while while I'm doing my Bible study and then unplugging and meet life. It's all through it. Mm-hmm. And when we're doing that together, we really then sense that my dear friend's carrying a burden. I don't know what it is. But then there's times when it becomes so healthy. It's like, I know I don't need to know right now. Yes. But I know intercession means I'm interceding for them, mm-hmm. praying for them, and the Lord knows. And there's real power yeah. in that. I'm glad you brought that up, Flora, because I think that's a significant part. Sometimes people are like, I can't even go to the group because I can't share. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. No, we continued, as you said, to meet together. And um, when we could be there, we were always trying to be there. Mm-hmm. And there's been um, two big things where I, I remember um, just being paralyzed, where, you know, um, where I couldn't even feel like I could pray. You know, I mean, I could pray where, but I just, you know, one was just, a, you know, a, medical and I just had to release it to the Lord but they all came around me mm-hmm. and prayed for me you know and knowing that you know the Lord was always there but knowing they would be there also mm-hmm. and be around me physically the hands of feet, the feet the hands and feet of Christ physically mm-hmm. surrounding me mm-hmm. and knowing that they would be praying for me um, always Mm-hmm. And knowing um, that they were always there. And then, you know, um, with all my kids being out of the country, and I know that you commissioned, you know, Michelle, yeah. the very first, and just, you know, just having, you know, your first baby going, you know, away, and just um, the Lord giving me that peace, but knowing um, that they will also be there when I can't, you know, physically talk or you know (laughs) having you know no and then eventually he gave me the peace that Mm -hmm. surpasses all understanding but knowing that they will be there also to get me out of the car and Mm -hmm. you know at first before um but knowing that they will continue to be there and i know that we're there for you know um each other and just having that confidence of just knowing that they will be there and just having that security of knowing that they will be there and that we're, you know, for 28 years and for 50 years that we're going to all yeah. be there. How far into it, in terms of y'all meeting together regularly, uh, how far into it had you gone before you realized, wow, this this is really substantial. This is, it's not just an event. This is a mm-hmm. critical part of the means of grace that God has given and you might not know exactly what the the day, the month, the year was, but you have a sense of, oh, was it immediate or was it, no, it was a few years in and I realized this really is God's profound grace to me. 
or does. I remember specifically, without going into a lot of details, but Stephanie was very vulnerable about a situation, and at that point, it turned even deeper. Mm. And it was a hard mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. It yeah. wasn't, and it made everyone else like, okay, here we are. We're here, and we were always there for each other, you know. And our group didn't. We don't have anyone to think it looked perfect. It sure. wasn't like our husbands were best friends. They all love each other, mm -hmm. but they didn't meet. Our children loved each other, but they weren't best friends. But they kind of went in and out of each other's lives, you know. But yeah. we and we all have other friends um, besides just each other. Sure. But we knew that we could count on one another to pray, mm -hmm. and that really was a turning point when she mm -hmm. was very honest about that um, mm -hmm. hard situation. So I think. That's important in a group for to be vulnerable, mm -hmm. you know. And once one person's vulnerable, mm -hmm. yes, because every every relationship we enter, we're motivated by fear or we're motivated by love, mm -hmm. and it's almost always fear, almost always fear. Even for those who are in Christ, almost always fear until one person is willing mm -hmm. and courageous enough to say, "I really need to talk about something," mm -hmm. and then everyone else is like, "Okay." I need to talk about something too. And the truth is we all always need to talk about something. There's just so many things going on in the war against our soul from the enemy and the flesh. So I love that. I love that that's a testimony to how the, the group began to transition to even greater depth. But we've met like at 10 or 11 at night when there's been sort of a crisis. We've, yeah. met, we've dropped everything and gone, yeah. met in a back house so but, no one could hear. But and also, be in the back. I feel like it's natural too. So like it flows out of the love of Christ because it does didn't I mean it I feel like it was natural at first. Mm -hmm. It just natural. kind of yeah. it's you know, it's Even kind of like why not? I mean yeah. of mm -hmm. course. You you know, you're living life, you know, it's kind of of course you love each other out mm -hmm. of I mean, of course you're living life. You know, mm -hmm. I mean I I don't know. I felt like it wasn't. It was as unique hard as to have such commitment mm -hmm. through ups and downs and everyone different schedules. I mean, it it's unique, right, but right. you you get so much more right. out mm -hmm. of just that little commitment that you're making right, of showing right. up or loving and and you know out of yourself, loving others more than yourself, whatever you do for anyone and it's it's just the lord is blessing yeah, that's what i was gonna say the lord blessing us tenfold us. and it's just it's funny how every single one of us in the prayer group have had our down mm -hmm. it's not just one or two i mean everyone has experienced the down and everyone else is right there mm -hmm. and they're right there to pick you up and they're right there to love you and hug you and get you through it, walk you through it, and mm -hmm. give you the encouragement and hope that you might not see. And for those who are listening or watching, you know, and I know you, you mean this, when you talk about down, that can mean a lot of different things for any person. But it sounds like it could be singular, like there's a downtime. We know that it's not one downtime. You know, you're either in a crisis, yeah. coming out of a crisis, or heading <laughs> into, into a, a crisis. crisis. <laughs> exactly. And that's true of your husbands, your children, your other friends. It's just, that's life this side of heaven. But when we are at that place, and some are, I think of it as a kind of a, a long journey in the same direction. And then there's these walls mm -hmm. that have various heights, depths, thickness, densities. And our temptation is when we hit one of those down moments or hard moments, 
is to run from it or dig under the wall or climb over the wall, or run around the wall. And Jesus is like, no, we're going through the wall and I'm going to get you through the wall. And one of the ways he does it is through friendships like this where we're praying for one another. And that's what's so beautiful to see. Uh, I know there are people listening who are like, I don't have that. I wish I had that. So Eugenia, you talked about how um, it's not perfect, you know, and I think sometimes, especially in a community like ours, when we think about something, we want to organize it. This is the way it should look. Ideally, our husbands are in small group doing the same thing. Our children will then grow up, maybe even marry one another. You know, I mean, we all wish. these kinds of we, we, we tried. You know, That we tried. prayer yeah. was never we answered. Yeah, probably because you tried. You know, it's like not going to happen. <laughs> but I think it's important for people to realize that that's we can we can add to it a lot of things that were never intended to be and then never launch because we're trying to make it perfect. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And also, I think Laura said, sometimes you might come and not share. But just the idea, as we all know, praying for someone, I am so blessed to pray for them, even if I didn't share that time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. And just to see from the small to the large things that God answers, however he answers, it may be no, yeah. but it may be yes, you know, or whatever, whatever we're praying for. And I'm the personality that wants it all organized and looking perfect and would have a tendency to be like, well, we're not getting together weekly. Like maybe in our high school years with kids, it was wheels off. We were so busy with driving and we were in different schools then. And some people now are in different churches. And so I would be, I would have a tendency to want to think this just isn't working Mm. out, but these women have so much grace and love for one another. Michelle especially will always text out to the group and say, okay, we, if we're not meeting, let's share our prayer request on a text. And we would do that. And then we would maybe only be able to get together in a few months to celebrate someone's birthday. But we would come together and celebrate together. And so it, didn't, it hasn't looked like clockwork, like we're praying mm-hmm. once a week every yeah. week over all these years. But we've had to flex with the where we are in life, what season of life we're in. Mm-hmm. Now we've got more time on our hands, and so we've been able to mm-hmm. gather more. Um, but That's why I think this is such a compelling story, because the, fle- the word, I didn't know we talked about flexibility, but yeah. that's one of the key words in this, is that, you know, t- things change. I know when we first started having children, you know, we were married almost five years before we had any children, and there was just a certain way we did things. And there was a certain way Christina had her time alone with the Lord, and how she shared ministry with me, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we were on every youth trip together, all over the world together, doing all kinds of things. And then all of a sudden, we have one baby. Well, that baby went with us everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, one summer we took Kara as a, you know, she was under 18 months on a bus to Florida, and then two weeks later on a bus with us to Colorado. You know, we did everything together. Number two came, and that no longer was a reality. It just was too hard. And so she struggled to know, how do I spend time alone with the Lord? What does that look like? How do I have? And there was a flexibility need. You know, what is this adjustment going to look like? And it was struggle. It was hard. We weren't in Dallas yet, but I know it was really hard. So I love the testimony of how over the years that's happened, not only in terms of when you meet, but even how you're communicating, uh, you know, phone now you're texting yeah. and on a text thread and play, yeah play, it does um, times where we've had like three hours to me mm-hmm. and we've had like 45 minutes to me mm-hmm. and we've always we've, we've done prayed what we could our, do what we could fit in right we've prayed our prayer 
requests aloud instead of sharing them or we've just shared and then prayed by ourselves you know we have a prayer one of the, our prayer people live in woodland the woodlands and mm-hmm. she We'll Zoom with us in Houston, and she'll Zoom with us, or we'll FaceTime, and Mm -hmm. um, she's on our group text, so she's keeping up with everything, and it's just like she's here. Yeah. And um, even though she's not with us, we do that. And in COVID, we did FaceTime. Yep. We were meeting during COVID. What's it called? Zoom. Yeah. 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 Yep. Those are some amazing (laughs) blessings that technology brings us. Okay, I'm going to move away from the group discussion for a minute and then and just talk about prayer so what are some of the ways over these years you've learned to pray what are some of your favorite ways you pray because not everybody listening is probably saying oh i know exactly how to pray i think we can always be learning how to pray even though it's simple communication with god so what are some things that you've learned about prayer and how to pray i'll share um really uh that's been so, in, are you talking about personally or in the right, prayer both. group? Yeah. But this was used in the prayer group too. So, But the acts, adoration and praise, yeah. confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Mm-hmm. So that was how, I mean, that just was how I could pray with the Lord. And I would run out the door and go on a run when I had a chance with my kids. And I would just start with that. And... I would always be stuck on confession and just, you know, hadn't thought about confession till I get to that mm-hmm. with my prayer time mm-hmm. and would confess and it would just change, just change me completely because I was confessing mm-hmm. and then I was um, wanting to repent and repenting and calling my husband afterwards when I'd get home or whatever. But so we did that in prayer, too. It was pretty much the format of share and pray. Mm -hmm. And um, we did that, too, with just looking at Scripture and praising or just adoration because that just would kick off Mm -hmm. just who kind of while we're there. Yeah, praise the Lord, And then we do confession and thanksgiving and supplication. Yeah. It's really been part of your journey, me changing and... I think what changed for me is um, as I grew as a um, Christian, for me, I think at first prayer was just um, what I needed and what, you know, came to him as, um, you know, um, requests, requests, Mm -hmm. you know. um, And then the more um, I started praising him, starting with that, um, my viewpoint changed, you know, as um having that more of my time mm-hmm. and then having my um viewpoint on him and on others more than me yeah. and so that um just changed my whole thinking process of praising and prayer um and praising him and just got the focus off me mm-hmm. a lot more where that um made him a lot bigger and mm-hmm me a lot smaller Mm -hmm. and that helped Mm -hmm. yeah I love that Mm -hmm. you know I also thinking of a lot of us are young mom leaders from mother's heart too but Mm -hmm. I always think the middle of the night was the sweetness of God in me a time that you know I could really focus on what my friends I wanted they needed prayer for so I'd kind of go through that and now as I get 
older too, my prayer has changed to kind of, we've all been saying it is more adoration of God mm -hmm. and getting my eyes fixed on him mm -hmm. takes away, you know, it's that, what is it? Isaiah 26, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so we focus on him, then mm -hmm. our eyes, you know, he is the author and perfecter of our faith. So it totally changes my perspective mm -hmm. of anything that I'm going through because I'm thinking of him and all his characteristics mm -hmm. as opposed to supplication, like Michelle mm -hmm. was saying, you know, asking, asking, asking. Now, that doesn't mean I don't ask, I do, but, um, but yeah, when I was little, I was asked, I mean, younger, I was asking more, like Stephanie mm -hmm. was saying, just protection, just kind of generic things. And, and, and we still do that. But and I still do lot, it. And it more, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I have to focus on him rather than just my prayer request, because then my prayer request will take me off to another whole mm -hmm. tangent. <laughs> then I start worrying about the tangent mm -hmm. instead of Christ yeah. and what he has done for us. He's already enough, and that's what I needed to focus on. Mm. And I think that gives me peace going into that instead mm -hmm. of gets me all riled up in anxiety uh -huh. when mm -hmm. I am thinking about all the things that I am worried about. And when you go from that, you know, praise mm -hmm. to him that gives him the peace to you know kind of get the anxiety out you know it, i love that um the, it's meditation you know anxiety mm -hmm. is meditation mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. I, I love to ask people do you know how to meditate most people say no <laughs> do you know how to worry yeah yes. well that's meditation it, you, but you're meditating on the what ifs you know what could happen what might happen what is happening you know and it can consume us so mm -hmm. quickly and i love when um Ed Welch, in his book on, you know, running scared, I think it's the title, he talks about whatever you're anxious about, it's because there's something of value to you that's there, mm -hmm. whether it should be or not, you know, yeah. can be discussed. But a lot of times it, it is a value. It could be a child, it could be your spouse, or whatever, mm -hmm. a friend. But when the, the shift moves from, I'm just giving my petition to the Lord, please fix or save or rescue, to I'm going to meditate on your greatness, mm -hmm. your omnipotent. You're all powerful. You're omniscient, all knowing. I love to say to the Lord all the time there's nothing you can learn about anything. You'll never be surprised by anything. And then His presence, He's living inside me. He's right here. He's more present than disease, He's more present than anything. All of a sudden, that does change perspective. It doesn't mean the need isn't there, that His need to, to our need for Him to move towards us isn't there, but He does it in that way. And I think it's a maturity that takes place in our lives mm -hmm. when all of a sudden adoration isn't just a quick box to check on the way to supplication. Mm -hmm. It actually is the whole thing. Like even yeah. in the supplication, it's like intercession mm -hmm. is I'm praying to the one who's revealing these things about himself. That's what's calming me. Mm -hmm. Not the fact that he has promised to answer. He has promised to answer, but his answer might be no. Right. Or it might be wait. Um, or it might be yes. Flora, anything Anything you would add to that in regards to how you've grown to pray? Uh, well, what came to mind for me is just being a fairly new believer when I moved to Dallas, just learning to pray, watching them pray at all times and mm -hmm. about anything. Mm -hmm. That was kind of new to me. So, like, we were praying as we walked up the stairs to come into this room together. Because you know what, everybody? They were so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Every one of them we were nervous. spokespeople. <laughs> they gave me a list of questions to ask them, and I've not asked one of them. Um, Y'all are doing great, by the way. So, anyway, back to you. So, anyway, just they will stop anywhere and pray about anything 
anytime. And it's that's been beautiful to watch. And what you said, I learned that prayer is just a conversation with my Lord and Savior about anything. It can, and it can be a praise, it can be a thanksgiving, or it can be a need. And they've they lived it out so day to day. We've talked about adoration for a moment um, and supplication. You can ask God for anything. He cares about the smallest thing to the largest mm -hmm. thing. Sometimes what we think is small, he knows is actually going to be really big. And what we think is big is not that big a deal. Um, but as we kind of transition to kind of the last part of our time together, let's talk about Thanksgiving for a minute. And I would like for you, I'd like to hear you just how would you thank God even right now for this group, for your time together? What would you, what would you, it'll be a prayer, but what would you say to God? How, how thankful are you for the, for, to him for the group that he's given you? How would you express that? I'll cry because I, I, know. I, know. I right. this, last this. night we were together to practice. <laughs> I asked I and so I, mm -hmm. I would, I Got cried. Cry. I'm saying the Lord has given us this group and these women have so much grace and love for one another. And, um, and so it's just a thankful heart for learning and seeing the grace of God for me through their love for me because no matter what I do or don't do or say or don't say or don't show up or show up they have continued to love and embrace me through it all and my family that's sweet it's really encouraging mm -hmm. can we just say ditto <laughs> yep. and yeah. you've done that you've, you've done, done it that. for us I mean I just can't it's just been such a blessing in my life and I just think you know, you have, we have our husbands and our children, but as much as, you know, just having women in our life and just these women, I mean, there's no, no question that the Lord's handpicked this group mm -hmm. of women um, exactly for me, exactly um, what I needed. I mean, I, it's just been a blessing in my life of just, they've carried my burdens, they've, um, They've made me such a better mom, a better wife. Um, they've walked with me through my sufferings. They've walked with me through um, my battles, my ups and downs. They've um, carried me through, you know, everything. They, they've, um, you know, made me a better um, everything. They've made me a better woman. Um, and they've encouraged me in my faith. They've been um, encouraged me um, in my prayer life, and mm -hmm. they've been um, my biggest encourager. Encourager besides my besides TD. Um, but um, without them, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Mm -hmm. And um, after I walk out um, from meeting with them, I am encouraged, and I'm a better person because of them. Oh, I can't put it into words, but um, just what hasn't been said for me, um, because all of what they said is just exactly um, what I think about this group, but um, just being with, be, seeing the love of Christ in someone, someone else, how they love Christ or how they love their husband, how they love their children, how they forgive, how they pray how they worship 
is so encouraging for me to be a part of seeing that. Mm -hmm. And it makes me want to do that more. It makes me want that relationship to go deeper. It makes me want to pray more in worship way. It makes me want to love my husband more than I have loved my husband. Mm -hmm. It makes me want to um, trust the Lord because he's trustworthy and that's his character. So, it, I don't know where I would be without the Lord's encouragement through them. And, and how I see this group is I think of them pointing me to Christ, hmm. pointing my head to Christ in whatever I'm doing, whatever it is, whatever, in a loving way, pointing me to Christ and showing me Christ. Mm-hmm. More importantly, showing me Christ. And so um, it's just been... Um, amazing mm-hmm. to me. I cannot thank the Lord enough for these people in my life and the encouragement that they are daily. And and we'll go however long without seeing each other, and we laugh because we get together and it just picks right. right back up. It is. It has been like a minute. Yeah. And that's just what this group is. I love that. Eugenia, anything? I you don't add? know how to add to all of that, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, Service. Michelle forgot service. She is our mm-hmm. sweet service person. Mm-hmm. She has taught us how to serve so well. Mm-hmm. How Christ serves us, she serves us. Mm-hmm. And that has been something that has been such a joy for me to watch and um, learn from. And she, anyway, we could go on about that, but that really has been a blessing for me. But just, I think how precious it is at different stages and different points of our lives, how God, as you said, handpicked, how he put okay. us together for sure, um, have met me at different stages mm-hmm. and like my children at different stages. We have children, they're all born some in the same time, sweetest memories. And then someone else said something that's hard for me might have been hard for them, something that was great might have been great. Now we're doing celebrations for one another. I mean, it is such a blessing. I There's there's no way really to put it in words what everyone is mm. to me. And I'm so thankful to God because I don't, I mean, how do you say it? Mm-hmm. You know, we're just so, and we know it's not what we've done. Mm-mm. It is totally what God has done because we, we know that. And we've said this already. We know that it's. It's not that we're just the very best friends and we can't live without each other. It's just that God has joined us together Mm -hmm. to show him just a glimpse of him through. I mean, for me, he shows me himself through them. And I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. Well, you all know as a church, we are often talking about the means of grace. Mm -hmm. You know, the word, prayer. We're talking about that right now. Sacraments. But one of the ones that often is failed to be mentioned is fellowship. It really is that deep sense of our abiding relationship with Jesus and then the connection that we have to one another. As we wrap up, um, I'm just wanting to share how thankful I am to hear you. I know all of you, but I haven't really known your story together. Um, And I know you were nervous a little bit about doing this. Everybody is that comes in because they don't know what I'm going to do. I think God God answered your prayer, though. I think I hope you've seen the fruit of this. There are people watching who have exactly what you have. And right now they're giving God praise for their small group. Mm -hmm. There's some who are watching and saying, our group isn't there yet. We need to get our group there. 
How do you get them there? Pray for it. Really, pray that God would do this very same thing. Stir these kinds of affections in your hearts. And there's some who've never had a small group like this. And I want to encourage you, if you're watching or listening, um, that they have testified to how God put this together. And God loves to do that. Pray for a group. If you want help finding a group, you can reach out to our church. Or if you're part of another church, ask the pastoral staff there or the leadership there. If you have anything you would like to talk about with us at PCPC, you can email us at deeplight at pcpc.org. If you've never been to our church, we welcome you. Um, if you have been at our church or are here now and you want a group like this, I am confident that each of you would be willing to talk to anyone Absolutely. who would want to know how do we get that started. Yeah. So you may think even today that this was a small thing, but it's really not. What you have given testimony to today is a father in heaven who cares about the smallest things, mm -hmm. who even before mm -hmm. you asked for it was knitting together mm -hmm. in your mother's wombs women who would one day mm -hmm. walk for 28, 30, 35, who knows how many more years to be an encouragement of constantly pointing each of you to Jesus. And Eugenia, you said this, I believe, one way or the other at the end is let, I'm thinking of Matthew again, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. And Flora, you started with that. When you see Christ in one another, it does remind you of the hope that we have of his faithfulness. He's the one who started it. Mm -hmm. Your own salvation, but he's also the one who started this group. And he's bringing it to completion, just as he's bringing your salvation to completion. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. Well, thank you all for letting me uh, just kind of eavesdrop on your conversation, be a little bit a part of what God's done. And for all those who have watched and listened, um, we are really grateful. We pray for you. And again, don't hesitate to reach out to us at Park Studies Press. Again, deeplight at pcpc.org. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Deep Light podcast from Park City's Presbyterian Church. We would love for you to be our guest this Sunday morning as we gather together for worship at 8, 9.30, or 11 a.m. We are located in the Uptown Dallas area at the corner of Oaklawn Avenue and Wycliffe Avenue. To find out more, please visit pcpc.org.